When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Spartan Pride Podcast, Fans First Sports Network. Jonathan Shop here with you. Special guest today, topical guest today. Really the absolute authority when it comes to Michigan State football coaching searches in the past, oh, I don't know, 20 some years. Hondo Carpenter is here with me. Hondo, people want to know. Obviously, it's early. Haven't even played a game yet with Coach Barnett. Um, but I'm curious, and people are curious, are you hearing anything or anybody with any kind of interest in the Michigan State job, or is it way too soon for that? Well, let me tell you a couple things. They've got their handful trying to get rid of Mel Tucker because I'm hearing some things we won't get into today that there is potential that he will have some evidence um, to contradict some some accusations we're not getting into any of that um i think michigan state's gone so far down the rabbit hole now his return is not something that can happen and if they've acted in a way um that i'm I'm trying to how i want to word this john i want to use my word if michigan state's acted in a way that all of a sudden they can't get rid of them but now we kind of have to get rid of them it's going to cost them so much money um, I'm going to say this, I'm going to give Alan Haller, who is a personal friend of mine, not just a guy that I know he's a very close friend. Um, I'm going to give him the absolute benefit of the doubt because I have no faith in the Michigan state board of trustees. The fact that they still have not released everything on Larry Nasser. And let's make it very clear. These are two different things. Um, what the accusations against Mel Tucker are nothing like those, against a Nasser. Let's make that very clear. I thought it was extremely reckless of the Michigan state president, um, interim president in the press conference to have even brought Larry Nasser up. That was an embarrassment to the university. Um, I am sure she is extremely highly educated. We're not attacking her education, but that was completely ignorant of, of how to operate. If anything, that should automatically preclude her from having any chance of having interim removed from her name. Um, how dumb was that? And then, in, in my opinion, um, but I, I'm not sure. So we're not going to get into you know, who am I hearing, but we're going to talk about a list of people, John, because I think it's very important. We yeah. broke the last two Michigan State coaches. We broke that Mark D'Antonio was going to get it. We broke that Mel Tucker was going to get it. So let me go back and give some background that a lot of people don't know. Um, Pat Narduzzi was who Michigan State wanted when they hired Mel Tucker. You may remember, I've reported this on the record. It's out there. Mel Tucker wasn't even close to the first choice. They had been turned out. Um, Pat Narduzzi was the first choice. Now, let me go in and tell you what happened. So Michigan State told them, you're our guy. We have some interviews we want to do, but they're not interviews of anybody that's going to get the job. You're going to get it, but it's going to be after signing day. Pat Narduzzi told Michigan State, absolutely not. 
I am not going to sign a group of kids and then leave the next week. I'm not going to lie to them. And when I go to that press conference, because everybody's talking about me in Michigan State, um, you know, if you want me, make me an offer. But I'm not playing any game. Now, I'm that doesn't mean he wanted to leave. Oh, and if you decide you want me, we're going to have to go through this process because I'm not taking it after signing day. Michigan State thought he was bluffing. He was not. And you saw what happened. So then they go, you know, they were interested in Luke Fickle. Luke, no thanks. You can't blame Luke for that. You know, there were other coaches. Nope, we're not interested. I know that Pat Shermer was a legitimate candidate, but um, he had just taken a job in Denver where Vic Fangio had fired a guy to open a spot for Pat as his offensive coordinator. Pat wasn't going to do that to Fangio. So they kind of got stuck with Mel. And Mel was not who they wanted. It wasn't even their first, second, or third choice. I was told it was seventh or eighth, but it is what it is. Now, Michigan State, and I've said this for decades, is not a job where you go learn how to be a head coach. This is a legitimate job. I don't think anyone should get the job who's not had head coaching experience in basketball or football or hockey. Those are two biggest sports, two important sports, revenue producers. Well, hockey used to be, I think it's getting back to there at Michigan State. So if you eliminate it to people who have experience as head coaches, Clearly Harlan Barnett. We're going to see how he does. I love Harlan. Great friend of mine. I would love for Harlan Barnett to get the job. I think Michigan State did him a complete disservice by bringing in Mark D'Antonio to help him. And I'm going to tell you why. And this is not anything about uh, negative about Mark D'Antonio. But if he succeeds, everyone's going to say it's because of D'Antonio. And Mark's going to get the credit. I think, I think Harlan... If he wanted to hire him as an assistant, let Harlan come back and say, yeah, I've asked him to come in and, and be an assistant or a staff position. Again, I thought Michigan State bundled that, just bungled it. This has been so many bungles. It's just embarrassing. But um, but I would love Harlan to get it. Courtney Hawkins is a great rising coach. I love Courtney. Would love to see him. He's a Spartan. But you don't come here to learn. Um, I think there's several coaches. The guy at Duke, Kansas and Kansas State are good coaches. but. You want a guy who's won a championship, who knows how to recruit. I think Michigan State this time got to do it the right way. It's long before signing day. You go meet with Pat Narduzzi as soon as it's over. I don't believe Pat. I've not. I have not talked to Pat specifically about this job at all this time. So, I'm. I, yes, he's a very dear friend of mine. Um, but I, I'm. I'm talking for Hondo only. And I think you meet with him the day after Pittsburgh season and go all in. This is a guy that's won the ACC. He's beaten Clemson. He's beaten all the teams there is to beat in the ACC. He's a national recruiting force. Look at the talent. I mean, I'm covering the NFL every day right now. People know. You know look at Kenny Pickett, Kalai Jacansi. Look at the guys they're getting. And, um, and and he's doing it kind of old school. I think he is would embrace the transfer portal more, which I think you have to nowadays. But with NIL that comes with Michigan State, remember, NIL Michigan State's a lot bigger than Pittsburgh, and he still has the ability to get talent. I think, to me, this is a Pat Narduzzi job. If you don't want Pat, maybe you want to get away from the D'Antonio system. That's it's not my choice. It's not my idea. Then you go look at Duke. You go look at Kansas. Go look at Kansas State. But here's the deal. 
Michigan State proved they're willing to pay with anybody. Now, they had some help. But I, if you're Michigan State, I'm tired of who can we go get. If you're Michigan State, you have to approach us as we want to be relevant in a much improved Big Ten. We've got all the money. Now, I know we've written extensively how Michigan State's got their hand, the administration and the athletic department checkbook. But I think you have got to make the decision like Alabama does with football. This is number one. This is the big dog. There is no limits. We'll pay up to $10 million a year. We already know that's what we'll do. Look at look at um, Colorado now that's rolling in cash. There was a lot of people worried, boy, can we afford $5 million a year uh, for Coach Prime? Well, now they could pay him 10 or 15 The money's rolling in. You go get the winner. This is a big deal. Now, let us let me just say this. Alan Haller is not a just a guy I know. He is a good friend of mine. I love him, love his family. Um, one of my favorite humans in the world and a close friend. Not just a friend, a close friend. But, John, you and I have talked about this. You get one chance to hire a football coach. If that coach fails, you fail. Harlan Barnett cannot take the risk. And if I were, were talking to him privately, I'd say, buddy, if Har if Harlan goes out there and and you know wins eight games, seven games, promise. But remember what happened when a group of players went to a president's house and endorsed a coach. This is I said, and I would tell him, you're going to get a chance to pick one. He's a winner. You're going to get a chance to pick a second, but you won't get a chance to pick a second if he's not. Harlan Barnett should have no responsibility for Mel Tucker. I was never a Mel Tucker fan. Uh, John, you know that. I've been very open with you about that. Have I not from day one? From day one. Actually, before day one, the first time they went around. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and and this was not a good hire. Forget what happened or didn't happen. I, I just wasn't a good hire. He didn't fit. Um, and I just think this was a bad move. None of it should be on Haller, who was part of the athletic department. But this bungled of a hire in Mel Tucker rests squarely on Bill Beekman and the president of the time at the time at Michigan State. They bungled it. They paid the price. Haller has got to go swing for the fences. And I would tell him right now, I would not take anyone off the list. If you want Belichick, I think you go check on Belichick, who I think could be looking for a job at the end of this year. Uh, but, I mean, you go talk to whoever you want. Because Michigan State cannot afford in the new look Big Ten to become irrelevant. No. Now, you've said a lot, which is great. People want to know, and they're not going to find out anywhere else, what Hondo thinks this early in the game. It's remarkably early in the game. We all get that. A couple yeah. important things there. It cut out briefly when you were talking about Pat Narduzzi last time. But what you explained, I believe, was that the communication was obviously, like you said, I'm not going to sign a class and then go the other way. And it just didn't work out. And we all saw when Narduzzi uh, sent out the, the tweet, you know, saying, I'm staying, I'm staying. That's fine. I'm with you. I'm with you there. I follow what you're saying. And also, of course, Hondo's not going to ask his buddy, not even on October 1st, hey, you want to take another job? That's garbage. What's not garbage, we saw at mm -hmm. Michigan State. How many players they develop at Pittsburgh? Kalijah Kansi and a whole bunch of others that did play in the Peach uh, the Peach Bowl, which unfortunately for Pittsburgh, so many injuries in that game. 
um, we know they can be developed. Now, as soon as this stuff came out, there were three names that came to my mind, and I would like you to comment on the other two because you've obviously already hit on the main or, or one of them, Pat Shermer. I'm going to take from what you said, and I just put him up here as a wild card candidate. That would be Max Bulla. But based on what you've said, I think maybe it makes more sense for a guy like Max Bulla to be considered for a coordinator position with a great coach. I remember, and I thought I destroyed it, but I kept it. I kept my list from last time. And the top two guys I had on that list were Marvin Lewis and Pat Shermer. What about Pat Shermer? Because if you look at his record, he has a record, a working record, commensurate mm -hmm. with the job at Michigan State University leading the football team. If and only if Pat Shermer wants to come back to college football. For those who have not heard, get ready because you're going to learn right now that Pat Shermer is an offensive analyst at the University of Colorado this year. He's dipping his toe back in the college game, getting caught up with what's going on. It's got to be a massive culture shock. And he has said publicly that personally, uh, the decks have kind of cleared a little bit. Uh, families are being uh, developed and kids have been married off. Some personal business like, uh, you know, surgeries and other stuff's been taken care of. He's gotten a lot done in the year or so away before dipping his toe back in. What kind of candidate in 2023 so, is Pat Shermer for Michigan State football? Well, first of all, I think he would be a good one. Um, I like Pat a lot. I think he's a very good coach. I, I Whoever the coach is, he's got to be able to pick his own staff. But whoever that coach is, whether it's it's Pat Narduzzi, Pat Shermer, uh, Harlan, if Harlan has a great year, you got to make a call to Max Bola, come be my defensive coordinator. Um Max Bola to me, and in the interest of fair disclosure, Max not a good friend. He's a great friend. Um, I'm very close to his whole family. I love the Bolas, very close to all of them. But Max is a great coach. He's an iconic figure at Michigan State. To me, you got to get Max back on this on this roster. Now, I'm going to give you another name, and and I want to prove my point. Mike Tressel is a very good friend of mine. Love Mike. Okay, defensive coordinator at Wisconsin. Someone asked me on a national show, what about Mike? No, because he doesn't have head coaching experience. It's not against, these are my friends. I don't want Max to get the job. I want people to get the job to succeed. And if you love people and care about them, you want them, you know, for example, if your kid graduates from college with a quantum physics degree, you don't go put him in charge of Los Alamos. You know, you give him a chance to work his way up and practice where stuff becomes theory and knowledge. So I love Mike. I love Max. None of them. I think Pat Shermer is, and I, I was going to bring up the fact of where he's at with Colorado. I think he's learning from prime on how to work the portal. I think he's seeing some things. I think he's enough old school. The problem is Michigan State traditionally shoots itself in the foot because, you know, I don't want anybody connected to Perlis, and I don't want anybody connected to D'Antonio or whatever, or I only want somebody. Those days are over. We're Spartans. We got to rally the tent. Michigan State leadership hurt Michigan State by making a bad, and this has nothing to do with the off-the-field issues that we're talking about now with Mel Tucker. I just think it was a bad hire. Um, whenever he's officially done, I'll get into a lot more on your podcast if you want me to on how they knew almost instantly it was going to be a nightmare. I was asked to keep my mouth shut. I will. 
But now that he's, as soon as it's officially over with, I'm going to get into a lot of details. I like Mel. I don't consider him a friend, not saying that, but I like him. Every time I've interacted with him, he's always been very warm and kind to me. I just thought it was a bad hire. But um, I don't want Max to get it. I don't want Mike Trestle to get it. I'm, I'm friends with with Mike. I'm very close to Pat, very, very close, and 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 close to Max. I, I don't want Max to get it again just because I think Pat Shermer is a legitimate choice. He comes, he brings the NFL pedigree. He's very well respected in the NFL. He's got a Michigan State pedigree. He knows the law, the lay of the land. He spent time with Prime, so he understands where college football's going. I think Shermer would be a great hire. He's, you know, Izzo loves him, just like Izzo loves Pat, but Izzo loves Shermer. He's known him a long time. And let me just say this to you. If you're a Michigan State Spartan, and, and I am, and you, and you are, John, we're, we're Spartan Nation. Michigan State has got to quit the stupidity in the president's office, the 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 carousel of ridiculousness. You know, Mark Hollis would, would and, and again, I'm glad that Alan has it. He's my friend, but Mark Hollis should still be here, the greatest athletic director, in my opinion, since Duffy Doherty. Um, but the board wouldn't support him on something that was completely legitimate. And when, you know, most people are not aware of this is Mark had no dealings with Nasser. He wasn't under his authority, nothing. So all the Nasser stuff started breaking. And Mark simply said to the board, would you please come out and let the public know I'm getting buried like I'm burying Nasser stuff. I knew nothing about it. I'm not in charge of it. I'm, I'm not. He, he, I wasn't his authority. I wasn't his boss. Can you just come out and support me? Oh, no, you know, no, no, Mark, you'll be okay. We're, we're told not to talk about it, but you'll be okay. To the point where his family's getting harassed in public. So he left because the board was, in my opinion, feckless. And then anyways, so Michigan State has got to get this right. And I'm going to say something. And this is going to be extremely controversial. But Michigan State needs whatever Tom Izzo says. They don't need a committee to go out and pick a coach. That is the dumbest thing. I, I, I'm not going to, I'll tell you privately, John, and you can tell the people whether this is true or not. Every time I tell you something and I'll say, I'll tell you privately who told me, I always tell you, would you not agree? Every single I had one of the, I had one of the best um, people in, in, in sports management, a name that every one of your listeners is going to know. Tell me. When an athletic director or a school has to go hire a hiring firm, it means you don't know what you're doing. You should know what you're doing, hire a firm to do the background checks, and then why go spend millions to go hire a coach? That is stupid. If Alan did that, I would be very be terribly disappointed in him. He's a police officer. He's brilliant. Alan is smart. He doesn't need that. Now, the university could force them, and then that's not on him. That would just be more wasting of Michigan State money by leadership. And boy, that would be a shock, wouldn't it? <laughs> Anyways, um, but I think you got a really, really short list. You got to move as quickly as you can. And and again, I think Harlan Barnett. I, I I'm rooting for him. I root for Michigan State every week. I'm rooting for Harlan. I'd love for Harlan to go out there, win these games. I think they hurt him. Um, not because they brought Mark back, but the logistics of how they did it. I think they could have done it differently. But I think I, I would love for Harlan to get it and then use this as a chance to say, see, I've got head coaching experience. But this is a chance right now. Michigan State can't keep failing. 
and now, they have. It and it it does bother me that neither Harlan nor Mike Tressel got a shot at Cincinnati or somewhere else. Why do we say Cincinnati? Because everybody starts or moves on the way up at Cincinnati. So I love this opportunity for Harlan Barnett. I would position to you that if Michigan State somehow wins 10 games, it's very likely Harlan Barnett's going to get a chance to be the next head coach, and that's probably okay. And I picked that number for a couple reasons. One, it's kind Wait, of – Wait, what did you say, John? One, one more time. What did you say? If Michigan State somehow wins 10 games – Harlan is probably going to get the job. And I say that for a couple reasons. First of all, 10 games is kind of a high water standard at Michigan State. They've won 10 games a lot over the recent decades. Second of all, for this football team, that's probably about as high as they could get. And if you can win 10, you really have a hard time not offering that guy uh, the job. But what is very interesting and what we're talking about is that and folks, that's why we've been doing this like a long time now. Um, we both kind of came, the first two names that flew to my head were the two Pats. And the first thing I did was find out what Pat Shermer was doing right now, because I know where Pat Narduzzi is. And there is a recruiting element here that may come into play, possibly given the timing. I think it might, maybe it doesn't, but it might. And um, I think this is a good opportunity for Michigan State if they do it right, and I am very happy that Alan Haller is around. Alan Haller was around in the D'Antonio search, as you know better than anybody. Alan Haller was around during the last search that wobbled around a bit for different reasons. This is going to be Alan Haller's search. I don't think he is at all clueless. I think he's already got a list, and I got a good feeling that those pats are on the list. And it will be interesting to see who wants this job. This job, lastly, if you can, this is a better job than it was in 2020 from the outside looking in. Am I crazy? No, no, it's a lot better job. And I want to go back to, to Pat Shermer for a minute because certainly not all of the Michigan State donors were alienated. But as you know, I'm very well connected to several of Michigan State's biggest donors. There was... Um, There was a time, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm trying to choose my words right. Oh. There there was some displeasure with Mel, um, just some things with Mel that oh. turned a lot of people off. And before anyone says anything, has nothing to do with color. Yeah. And I think um, and, and I think that's why a lot of those people would jump on the Harlan Barnett bandwagon. They love Harlan. Um, and let's remember, your biggest donors, other than Matt Ishbia probably – are older, so they remember a Pat Shermer. And and again, with his connection to Prime, I think would be huge. I think Prime would come out and really push for it. That would be a big deal. Um, but uh, another thing is, is you've got to think about the unification of Michigan State. If I'm Helen Haller, I'm going to tell that interim, somebody, the board, somebody on the board needs to tell the president, be quiet. Yeah. Because <laughs> the last thing we need you to do is obviously you screwed up the press conference. Just be quiet. But we don't need anybody who's going to be, you know, representing the, the the professors. Guess what? You're not asking Tom Izzo to comment on the hiring of the next engineering school professor. Stay out of it. Let Alan Haller using Tom Izzo. Um, I would bring back the great Greg Iani to help him a little bit because of Greg's institutional knowledge. But you go and you go get your guy. Um, 
And and you, if I'm if I'm him, I'm telling him, listen, Mark D'Antonio, you go over here and you help Harlan coach, whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna rely on Tom Izzo and I'm gonna use my own brain. Alan Haller can do this. He's super smart. He's been through a bunch of these. I'll tell you a great story. Charlie Strong was being interviewed for the Michigan State job. And I'm on the phone with Charlie when Harlan and a group of guys walk in to interview. He's like, hey, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so Alan's been here a long time. I trust him. But Alan has to be able to pick his guy. Yeah. And because this is his job on the line. And, you know, the old Bill Parcells line, if you want me to cook dinner, let me make the groceries. Th this has got to be Alan Haller's hiring, period. Nobody else. The board, great. You get to approve it. Stay over in your spot. Let us handle it. Don't be calling us. Don't be leaking stuff to the media. Keep your mouth shut. Alan needs to have one person in, in Tom Izzo, maybe a Greg Iani, um, maybe somebody else that he's close to, a friend, whatever. But that's it. And just keep your mouth shut and go get your guy. But there's a lot here. And remember, and I, I said it here first, Allen will hire, get to hire one. And depending on how that one does, then we'll know if he gets to hire two. Yeah, and the chances are he will not. Um, to circle back to something you talked about at the beginning, uh, folks have heard my thoughts on Mel Tucker. I mean, I read the specific contract provision that's going to be what I believe is used to fire him with cause. But I will say this based on what Hondo said at the top of this show, contracts are a two-way street. So there's no reason to get the cart before the horse, although everybody in the country's already thrown out this guy and that guy idea for Michigan State candidates. If you're paying attention to this, you realize that a lot of those ideas are clueless. A lot of those folks are, come on, you're getting a bitter bit. Let me just say this here. to you, John. I want to remind everyone, and you're an attorney, and you're not just an attorney. You're one of the best. I mean, I know that you're very humble, and you won't admit that. In the interest of full disclosure, you've represented me in some things, but in my in my family. But you are a tremendous attorney, and you know this. Um, I'm hearing some things which I can't get into right now, and I'll talk to you about it. You know, because of attorney-client privilege, but um, I you. I don't think this is a cut and dry case. If what I'm hearing is accurate, Mel Tucker may very well have a reason to say, you want to get rid of me, that's fine, but you're paying me. Uh, remember the Duke lacrosse case. There's a lot here. I think people need to just, just you know, because here's the other deal. If Michigan State has to pay him the big money and to get rid of him, that's going to put Michigan State in a crippling position. Now the next question is, what coach can you afford to go get? If you're able to get rid of Mel Tucker for cause, you can go get whoever you want for whatever you want. If you can't, now you've crippled yourself. And uh, this is going to be fascinating, and we'll talk more off the record, of course. Yep, and that's a big if. As, as it stands right now, it looks to me like they're firing with cause, and if they do, then Tucker would have to bring an action and be successful and given the way the contract language states, I think that is impossible. That's just my opinion reading his contract. There's going to be more to talk about for sure. But I wanted to give the folks the best resource really since, I don't know, 
uh, I don't remember how much you did in this. No, yeah. I mean, obviously, the D'Antonio search. I don't remember anything uh, when John L. Smith was being searched, but that's because Spartan Nation was maybe barely starting at that point. We were dialing up on the phone for the internet, for God's sake. Um, but this is the authority for Michigan State. And, and John, if you don't mind, I want to add one more thing. Yes. I mentioned Duke lacrosse, which was rape allegations. And nobody is alleging that Mel, you know, did anything like it. I just simply brought it up to say, remember, when people rush to judgment, there's a lot that goes into a final judgment. And that's what I meant with Mel is that I I, listen. Do I think Mel Tucker was a good hire? No. And I never did. And you know that from day one, I was against the hire. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that he that that he doesn't deserve to be treated within the context of his contract. And my feelings about Mel were were coaching related, not personal related. So to me, I just want to make sure that's very, very, very clear. I think you've made it very clear. Uh, same goes uh, on my end. I think that's a great place to stop this edition of the Spartan Pride Podcast. Fans First Sports Network, Hondo Carpenter, also the Las Vegas Raiders insider, Jonathan Shop. Come back again soon. Take a look around the Fans First Sports Network. There is plenty to listen to.